What a Weird Week podcast for Sunday, November 1st, 2020, Season 1, Episode 13. Should we start the My Favorite Murder Hornet podcast? Question mark. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Really weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Thanks for coming back to What a Weird Week, the podcast that is the top 10 countdown of the weirdest stories of the week. And let's go! go. go. Number 10! The murder hornets are back on the program. Fascinating the the hornets that murder. Alleged murder hornets, as we said before, you can't call them murder hornets until they've been convicted in a court of law. The uh, weather here in the east coast of Canada, it's already snowed some places. Meanwhile, the murder hornet extraction team hard at work extracting the murder hornets from a tree in Washington state. This past week, you know, they have to wear these uh, thick protective suits and they sort of look like the state puffed marshmallow. I mean, you know, they're doing serious work on one false move and, you know, what happens? We're all murdered by hornets, I think, is what happens, one false move. But anyway, you can't help but think, wow, that that is, a, that is not a flattering look. Look at Bob. He's a... Uh, you know, he goes to the gym six days a week, but look at him in that suit. You can't even tell. So that's probably not the right angle to take on the uh, the murder hornet story as the heroes extract the murder hornets. Anyway, uh, stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We are launching a brand new show called the My Favorite Murder Hornets podcast. So if we can get that off the ground, thank you, Patreons. Hey! Number nine! Number nine story, KFC fried chicken fire logs. Everybody had this kicker, didn't they? I think every news, a uh, lot of news, okay, one or two? Somebody had this story because the KFC fried chicken fire logs are the happy, that's the happy news we want in a, in a time, a troubling time, a very, very troubling time. And KFC... Third year in a row now that they're out with the uh, fire logs that smell like delicious Kentucky fried chicken. Every year, I think they sell out. believe it's uh, that is the thing, and you take that to the bank and may already be sold out by the time the podcast drops. $16 online. Uh, here in Canada, you can get them. You got to get them from a reseller for like 100 bucks. You got to figure the, um, the pitch meeting. One of the safest places to pitch ideas has got to be the KFC promotional meeting where somebody pitched that. What about a fire log that smells like delicious fried chicken? You know, once that one gets okayed, everybody's pitching like they're not holding back anymore. What about fried chicken body wash? That's it sounds like a funny kooky idea from the good folks at KFC until someone gets chased home by a pack of dogs. Number, Number eight. eight. Play-Doh for grown-ups. It was in the news last week, so it's like regular Play-Doh, except it smells different. And grown-ups, you you can buy this and and uh, what? Not not be ashamed? If we just bought regular Play-Doh, are we? Is there shame involved in that? It's for me, and I'm sorry. I I need it. I don't think so. But anyway, this is something where Play-Doh has discovered that Play-Doh is the toy that more parents had when they were kids. So we played with it. Now our kids come along. We give kids the same toy and we're feeling nostalgic. So, and it's a stressful, stressful time. Grown-ups want to play. Want to relax. I want to relax by squishing some 
some Play-Doh. I want to get some Play-Doh into the shag carpet. Is what I want to do. So here are some of the, I don't know about these smells. Overpriced latte. That's funny and that's a smell you can you can imagine. The Play-Doh. Then there's mom jeans. Dad sneakers. What? What? No. Yuck. Spa day. Now you can imagine that would be a lovely uh, scented Play-Doh. Number, Number seven. seven. Our friends at MIT are testing out a robot boat. They're calling it a rowboat, except it's spelled like robot with an A. Rowboat. Clever, right? This is a lifeboat where all you have to do if you're involved in some kind of uh, deal at sea, man overboard, person overboard situation, the lifeboat drives itself and takes you to safety. You don't have to row or anything. You just kick back and relax. You've gone through some sort of uh, harrowing incident at sea. Perhaps your vessel has sunk. That's stressful. You don't want to be concerned with uh, what direction am I supposed to go? How do you use this compass? Whatever. So the robot boat does all that. You kick back, relax. Robot boat takes you to safety. Imagine a self-driving car, but in the water. And instead of a car in the water, they've gone with a, a boat design. It's more of a boat. Number six, bionic eye. It's fair to say there's a lot of bad news stories. This past week has been no exception to the year 2020, the year of bad news. But there was a terrific story out this week about a researcher working on a brain implant that's going to help blind people see. It's quite like I don't understand all the technology. I'm not going to pretend I do. It's over my head. But you wear these glasses and these implants stimulate the visual cortex. Now, they're not fully there yet, but it's promising. And uh, promising is so much better than hopeless. So good news story number six. It's another one of those things that was on Star Trek that is now becoming part of our reality. Those glasses, those visor glasses in the implant to help uh, somebody who can't see to be able to see. Like, the, you know, Star Trek had the communicator and then people started to notice, hey, our cell phones, that's like a Star Trek communicator. And then I believe yoga pants maybe was a Star Trek. Was that a Star Trek? I'm going to say that was a Star Trek invention as well. Moving right along. Number five. Number five. Man wins settlement against ginger ale. This guy in BC sued Canada Dry Ginger Ale because it has no health benefits. He just settled that suit for $200,000. No, ginger ale didn't get that money. This guy. This was a class action lawsuit. It began with this uh, fellow, Victor Cardoso. He realized that Canada, he was drinking Canada Dry Ginger Ale and he realized that the claims uh, of Canada Dry that it's natural and made from real ginger weren't exactly what they seemed to be. According to the article, you'd have to drink 70 cans of Canada Dry to get one drop of ginger. So this fellow Victor, he sued. And oh, wait a minute. He is. He ended up the victor. Victor ended up the victor. Nice. Here's number four. Ghostbuster shoes from Reebok. Now out. This past week, Reebok came out with Ghostbuster shoes inspired by the new Ghostbusters movie or maybe the old Ghostbusters. They look a bit retro. Anyway, the new Ghostbusters moved to the movie's been moved to summer 2021, but you can now buy the Reeboks 
They're designed to look like a prop from the movie Ghostbusters. They do not function in any way as far as busting ghosts. They, uh, if you buy these thinking you're going to go into business for yourself, some sort of a gig economy situation where you're taking care of some ghosts in your own hometown, don't count on these shoes. Shoes cost between 50 and 150 bucks. Have a look at them in the show notes. Number, Number three. three, very valuable asteroid. NASA discovered an asteroid made out of valuable metal that is worth 10 quadrillion dollars, they estimate. If you took this to some sort of metal dealer, 10 quadrillion dollars. Name of the asteroid is 16 Psyche. Interesting. And it is located in our asteroid belt between Jupiter and Mars. It might be, they're not exactly sure, it might be completely made of nickel and iron, and that is a very rare situation. Did we mention 10 quadrillion dollar valuation? So that's 10,000 times the economy of the whole world last year, they say. They need to get to that thing, hook on, and take it to the scrapyard. NASA is hoping to arrive at the asteroid in 2026. Solve all our problems. Destroy our economy? Would that destroy our economy or solve all our problems? That's a wait and see. Honorable Honorable mention. mention! We have to come back and revisit the moon story because last week podcast came out the day before the NASA press conference. We didn't know what the big announcement was going to be. I was fairly certain they were going to announce that they had found a cold stone creamery on the moon, but it turns out it was moon water. What this means for the future of space travel is they are going to have to put more fish on the giant space arc because they need to stock those moon ponds with with trout. That's what that that's what it that's my takeaway. That is all my hypothesis because NASA would not answer my questions about the space arc, the moon ponds. Haven't heard back yet. Number one. Number one story is just the uh, how the clocks uh, in many places, like in my neck of the woods, clocks fell back one out. You fall back an hour this time of year. So this uh, podcast coming out on time change day, and I read an article, and I'm not trying to be cheeky or anything like that. Really, I'm not. I I don't think it's uh it's my place to be like uh, uh, Mr. Judgy McJudgerson. Which, by the way, that would be a sitcom. I would watch that sitcom like crazy. No, reality show. In Judgy McJudgerson's courtroom, everyone gets judged. Work on that treatment later. So the, the article I read, the CTV News story, and I get it if you're a writer and you got to churn out however many words and they're like, okay, Bob, uh, we need you to do the uh, time change story this year. The headline is, get ready to fall back what you need to know about daylight time ending. And really, what you need to know is that daylight time is ending, like clocks are going back. That's it. I mean, that's two sentences. Poor Bob, the writer, has enough information for two sentences, but has to fill however much column space. So it goes on to, there's a paragraph about clocks, how to, you know, set a clock back an hour or you know, something like that. Many clocks don't have to be changed anymore. Your smartphone, for example, it'll reset itself. So that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's 
maybe the article was uh, written for people who don't have to, like if you're in a place where you don't set your clock back this time of year, maybe it's fascinating to read how the rest of us boneheads are setting back our clocks like chumps. Are we, wait, are we the chumps? Am I the chump? I am. Anyway, though, next time you, if you're assigned an article about the time change and stuff, do it all about how to uh, change the clock in your car. You could get, if you imagine this, if you're paid by the word and you get assigned the time change story, you just go through every make and model for the last 10 years. You're going to be able to retire. You'd be a millionaire. This is the, uh, the Saturn Ion. How you change the clock in this bad boy is you have to hold down the, you know what I mean? That's a valuable article. That's something I would clip out, laminate. Put it in my wall of fame. That's the show, except a demo that we're working on because we have murder hornets in the podcast so often. What do you think about this? Would you like and subscribe to this podcast? My favorite murder hornet. Welcome back to My Favorite Murder Hornet. This is a hometown murder hornet minisode. Here's... The latest email. Dear Georgia, Scotty, pets, and producers. The other day I was driving by a tree in my hometown of Blaine, Washington, when I saw these dudes dressed in big puffy spacesuits vacuuming up a whole bunch of bugs. They were giants. As I got... Not the dudes. I think he means... I think he means the bugs were giants. Not the dudes. As I got closer, I realized those were effing murder hornets. What the F, I thought. That could have been me. I mean, I I once got a kite stuck in that very tree. Anyways, I narrowly avoided getting stung to death or whatever. Thanks for all the laughs, guys. Stay sexy and don't get murder horneted. Elvis, want a cookie? (laughs) 